Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody going to clean it up. You are listening to Milagro, baby. Milagro Grams. International Nino. Mia. Nigga Millie. sad to report uh it is monday april 12th and um the citizens of millitopia have absolutely just run amok that's the best way that i can describe it um i'm hearing treason i'm hearing stealing all kinds of different things they said that they were eating seafood and they said they have a hangover but see they've been playing broke all week but that was living it up this past weekend. See, we will be doing a shakedown. Bed checks effective immediately. Immediately. So do not report back to your bunkers. Don't go back and try to get anything. Elroy and Ray Ray will be doing a sweep. And I better not find any contraband. Now, last time we did confiscate oatmeal cream pies and zebra cakes. I was very disappointed in all of you. Because you get fed so well. I couldn't understand the deceit. But once again, I put my faith in you. And this is what you do. You go get seafood and get hung over and shit. You know what? It is what it is. Everyone right, right, better not find nothing under them goddamn cots. Man. So listen. I'm drinking Sprite Organic. <laughs> And I hope that y'all had a good weekend. We had came and chit-chatted for a little bit, but I had a good weekend for the most part. Um, somebody had got sick. I don't want to even go into details. But somebody got sick, and it was just, you know, up and down, you know, running back and forth and stuff like that. So huh, that was kind of nerve-wracking. But other than that, I had a good weekend, and I always enjoy talking to you guys. So it is what it is. So let's jump into news like we always do. So I want to start off with this right here. Everybody um, has been sending me this clip of this uh, man who was in the service, so a veteran, who got pulled over. And so he was maced and tased and all this kind of stuff. Listen, I didn't play it, and I have not even watched it myself. Because once again, your mental health is what's so important. And it's not that, oh, I can't watch it, da 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 It's just that, not right now. I just was not in the mood. And so I honestly have not watched it yet. If you have watched it and you know what I'm talking about, then cool. And we can absolutely talk about it, but I just didn't talk about it. You know, like when it was shown and I haven't talked about it yet because I was just like, huh. Like, I, you get tired of seeing that shit and you really hate seeing that shit and you hate your people, you know, getting treated that way. So I just said, you know, just took a little break from it. But I did see this and I wanted to bring it up. So um, this young man named Philip Lewis went online and he said, Joe Gutierrez, the officer who pepper sprayed Army Lieutenant Karen Nazario, has been terminated from his position with the Windsor Police Department. And so Dan Price came back and said, this happened four months ago. The officer was only fired because the video went public. So, 
And so this is the way, you know, that uh, the media works. This is the way that the media works. And I think, um, you know, when it's used like that, it's just always so sneaky and so fucked up. But that shit happens all the time. So don't you ever be fooled. And I think that's why it's important to just stay alert and stay aware. Because don't ever get to feeling like, don't ever get to feeling like people give a fuck about you. There was an uproar. They didn't want to deal with the backlash. It was a bad look. Okay, they didn't found out. You got to go. Okay? So nothing less, nothing more. So I, I hate that that shit happened. Um, I, like I said, I haven't researched it. I haven't even watched it. So when I do, then we can talk about it, okay? Do not forget that anything that we discuss that you feel like you want to talk about or chime in on, hashtag mob radio, and then um, I'll bring it up, okay? And you know what I'm thinking about? And I'm thinking about it. But, for example, there's this really dope hairstylist. And I've shared her before. And um, she does a lot of different people's hair. Her name, I don't even know how to pronounce her name right, I don't think. I don't know. But I think it's like Yale Michelle. And she's from Houston. And she does braids and all kind of shit. It be looking so, so good. You guys have so many different businesses. And it is so hard for me, personally, to keep up with, um, you know, so many emails. And y'all want me to do this and do that and run ad, da 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 and set it up. It still gets done. But I'm saying, like, it takes time. I was thinking about, like, a speed ad situation. And what the fuck does that mean? Okay, so people who have pages, who have videos, like you could link me to a video that showcases your work or somebody who has something already set up or a page or just some light work, like feel like calculate a fee for that and y'all could hashtag my radio and just be like, you could, in your cash app, you could put, oh, I hashtag my radio, this is my business or this is my Twitter name and I could go check it out and we could run literally like a couple and I could let you know, okay, one person go ahead and if you want to get an ad run real quick, like a one minute or less situation, okay, then let me know. So, like, nothing crazy, but for all of the people who, you know, might not, I might not even see your damn email. It might get buried, or you just like, it ain't even that deep. I just want to run my ad right quick, or something like that. I'm going to get it set up. I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to set that up. But use the hashtag. They said, block who? Oh, Lord. Thank you for your time. Bye. Okay, they are gone, okay? So, I feel like that's how we could do it, okay? They said, yeah, everybody a business owner, not since the stimulus checks dropped. But I feel like y'all have so many different things going on. And it don't even have to be about businesses. It could be about charities. It could be about, you know, other things that you may be involved in. It could be about all kind of different things. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll iron out everything and we'll get it set up. So, um, with that being said... I told you guys about the volcano that erupted in the Caribbean. And I want you guys to go ahead and email me in advance if you are somebody that's been affected. If you feel like you know somebody that's been affected, have them email me. Because when we do the money drop on the 15th, I want to um, give back to people who are directly affected by this volcano eruption. Okay? And so um, this article that I was going to look at from the New York Times, they want me to pay to subscribe. And you know that I'm not doing that. So let me go ahead and show you um, the news report that came out. The Caribbeans were being evacuated due to the volcano, but the cruise ships were only taking citizens who had the COVID-19 vaccine. And you should be absolutely disgusted by that. People being left behind because they did not have a vaccine when we should have the choice. That's how I feel about it. Okay, so shout out to Shaka Bars who uh, reposted this video. Let's watch. 
Nearly 20,000 people are out of their homes on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent. After the first volcanic eruption there in more than 40 years, the volcano sent a thick cloud of smoke 20,000 feet into the sky, spewing ash for miles. Cruise ships are evacuating people from the island, but only those vaccinated against COVID. Okay, now I feel like when it comes down to life or death, you should be trying to help as many people as possible. And um, I have found myself disappointed with the lack of coverage on that situation. Um, when it comes to people who live in the islands, I don't look at them like they're any different from us. They just live somewhere else. I still feel like those are our people. And so when things happen where they are, I think that it should be important to us as well. And so um, I was scrolling through social media. And shout out to Jakira. Um, one of my people had posted it, and I saw it. And I thought that that was just like crazy. Like, obvious a fucking volcano erupting there's nothing you can do about that like that's the earth mother nature is the most powerful force and so you just feel so helpless um and so that's how i became aware of it you know we've discussed it and i wish that it was something that was posted everywhere because people definitely do need help and need all kind of things and will need help recovering let's go ahead and check this out from skinny fabulous they said daylight is making no difference it's not anything you actually want to experience right now in some parts of the country there's no difference between night and day prayers be with us so i'm going to play this video and that's ash okay, yeah, me know, me know. and you see how it's just all over everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and it is that dark so imagine how scary look at this it's like snow it's like snow yes yeah that car is got dead stuck dead. here trying to get the car out Right by boy, gap here. Look at this. It's like snow. Look at this, people. I'm outside, I'm outside. Yo, y'all, look at this. Full night right now, full, full night right now, and it's 8 o'clock in the morning. After 8 o'clock in the morning, I that's what it looks like. in front of us, but boy, all you're seeing is the lights, nothing else. But, but Josh Young, we coming, we still coming, it ain't stopping. Yeah, And let's go ahead and get into some more pictures. So, um, literally, just a glimpse into some of the destruction left in the aftermath of the volcanic eruption. And so, there are people suffering all over everywhere, and they're going to continue to need some help and need clean water and masks, I'm sure, that can filter out all of that shit in the atmosphere. Um, let me go to this post. Somebody shared this with me, and thank you to whoever did. Um, and so, it says that items needed... It says folding cots, blankets, tents, 10 by 10 or 20 by 20 feet, sleeping mats, respirator masks with filters, goggles, reflective vests, caution tape, hygiene kits, food, non-perishable, clothing, new clothing, and five-gallon buckets, okay? And so if, it, if we don't get a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, that sit up and respond, which there are a lot of people I'm sure that can't even respond, that um, don't have service, can't charge shit, can't do anything. So it may be hard if anybody is aware of, and I'll continue to research, uh, of any websites or maybe a charity or something like that. 
so that when we do the money drop, we can just maybe send that money to that said charity or something like that. Whatever it is that we could do to assist. I feel like that's what's important um, because that that's something horrible that I don't think anybody would want to experience. And I think that that's so, 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 so frightening. So my prayers are truly with everybody that's been affected. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. Continue to research. And if you find out, let me know. And if anybody is affected and you need some help, let me know, okay? Email me. The information is on the screen. And the link to everything is down below, okay? All right, you guys. Um, I am already, and I felt a way, you know, before we got here, but I'm already feeling a way about what's going on, uh, in the wake of DMX passing away. It's been less about the death of a human being and more about people gaining things, more about people wanting to use it as a catalyst to get at other people, you know, more about people trying to be heard and tell their little piece inside of the store and all that other bullshit uh, sitting up harping on who's showing love and all this kind of shit like that when it's about somebody who lost their life okay and so first of all shout out to this page right here this page is called talk to pops and uh me being a music lover i love this page because they always post like cool little slides and they always reminiscing and i love the vibe of it so it's one of my favorite instagram pages and so they posted that dmx is the only rapper whose first five albums debuted at number one not to mention both movies he starred in opened number one at the box office okay they said hashtag icon they said remembering when uh, remembering i'm sorry when dmx went to ihop in buffalo and asked if he could make omelets in the kitchen and that was like the most exciting thing that happened in our city all year so this is him i'm sure you guys are aware of Paige. uh she was on everybody hates chris and she's been in a lot of other things she's uh super gorgeous and so the bonds were real this came from gabrielle union she said they changed lives she played his daughter in cradle to the grave 20 years ago and then she became his goddaughter in real life this is who x was he truly looked out not some tiny industry bullshit he was one of one so they were in the car um singing shake it off okay and i won't play it because you don't know why people block this whole damn video but that was in there enjoying it okay and then um <laughs> this just a little joke he had on drink champs okay they said dmx dancing and singing elisa lisa's i wonder if i take you home is quite possibly my favorite video of x because of just how much joy he has missy elliott said even though you had battles you touched so many through your music and when you would pray so many people felt that this is heavy for the hip-hop family but your legacy lives on and your spirit Continue prayers for ex family and friends for strength and healing. Okay, thought that was a beautiful message. Uh, one of his children said, "My father said that DMX is the embodiment of living a full life. He's been dirt poor and he's been a multimillionaire. He's been in prison and he's performed in front of four hundred thousand people. Yet every time you see him, he's happy as can be. There aren't any negative stories. Okay. Um, and then they showed this. The reason why I wanted to show it is just because I don't understand." How people can come out their fucking mouth and say that it's fake love when it comes to somebody like a DMX. No, fake love is what y'all do when these young cats pass away. Oh, they legends and oh, he was the great, he the girl, all that bullshit y'all be doing. That doesn't mean that they weren't talented and all kind of shit like that. But how, how could DMX have gotten all those number one albums? How could he have performed in front of 400,000 people if nobody was fucking with him? He had a very successful career. But that's because people enjoyed him and they enjoyed his art. So he has always been loved. So to sit up and try to chastise people because he's somebody who got older 
You know what I'm saying? And wasn't putting out music as consistently. You know, DMX, you know, he's taking a step back. So in 2021, are we blasting DMX? So shut the fuck up. So anybody feeling away because he passed away, you were supposed to feel bad about showing love? No, I don't think so. If if a if a bona fide, you know, star, a superstar doesn't come out with music for a certain amount of years and, and they go off and be a pass away, you can't show love because they ain't been on your Instagram playing in the background in the past year. They said, <laughs> Alexa said they called Triple X a legend and I lost some friends behind that. But they throw this shit around so loosely. And then the people that really, you know, have a great resume. Oh, y'all showing fake love. Y'all just, nah, that nigga made noise. What are you talking about? DMX, bitch, everybody know who the fuck DMX is. DMX made noise all over every motherfucking world. Video game, bitch, all over everywhere. Bitch, stop. So I just, I just feel like a lot of shit is ridiculous. Certified, right. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into uh, this from DJ Academics. He posted it, but this is a clip from Drink Champs. And um, it's a quote from February 2021, DMX saying, you know, if I were to die, da 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 da. So let's take a listen, no we'll talk. I could, I could, I could. Drop that right now. Oh, you're not. Am I letting it out? Listen to what I'm saying, If I was to drop that right now, my last thought would be, I've had a good life. Okay. Now, I think that that's something that could quite possibly soothe a lot of people. You know, because when you get to hear the person who is now gone say something like that, it's like, okay, maybe I can be more at peace. Even still, I speak life. You're not going to catch me talking like that at total. I don't talk like that. Ain't no damn if I drop dead. Fuck that. No, no, no. Don't ask me nothing. Don't ask me shit like that. Oh, no, I don't speak like that. I speak life. Mm-mm. 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 me. But um, I, I feel like that shit, you know, that could. Not should, but it could quite possibly ease some people's minds. Who knows? You know, hopefully it does. Hopefully anybody that's been affected can just sleep easy as the days go by because that pain ain't never going to go away, essentially. You know, of literally losing your father, your friend, your cousin, whatever he was to you. So, Russell Simmons, okay, the melting pot that looked like a goddamn old-ass, decrepit yoga master, a Buddha, he's sitting somewhere looking waxy with his damn legs crossed Indian style. Oh, he got something to say about the situation with DMX. They say turtle man. Child, he got something to say about DMX. Now, what is all these ads on this motherfucking website? I don't like that. Okay, so... Seeing the tragic death of the hip-hop icon as a teachable moment, the Def Jam co-founder credits the late rap star for saving his label with the release of his uh, hit song, Get At Me Dog. Okay? So let's go ahead and play the goddamn video because I'm not reading all that shit. Let me just go to his page. We can listen to his fat tongue ass. Is he still overseas? Where is he at? So... The last is just starting to sink in. I feel a lot of emotions. I have a story, a number of stories, but I'll tell one. We weren't doing very well at Def Jam, and I was uh, in Malibu. I think I was more focused on other companies 
But Kevin and Leo sent me a young executive by the name of Irv Gotti. And Irv came to me and he was bouncing. This is how it's gotta go, man. It's gotta be like this. <laughs> and he was talking about the way the beat had to feel, right? Just a, kind of a typical thing an A&R director might do. And that's what Irv was doing. It's like, that's what we gotta do. And I remember getting on the Stairmaster and he started to talk. And I remember staying on the Stairmaster for an, an hour, which was almost double what I usually, I usually did 40 minutes or so. So for now I interviewed this young man and of course Leo and Kevin already had their mindset on hiring so I approved him and he went to work and I kept thinking about the way the music had to sound the way he was animated and excited and then not too long after that I remember being doing an interview on Hot 97 and I heard a record by the locks and there's a part in the record and most of you hip-hop fans know it. He said, nigga talking shit, back the truck up. I was like, wow, what is this? And then he wasn't a member of the locks. And I called the office and I said, I just heard the most amazing What vocalist. the fuck this got to do with what your point is? And Russell, come on now. Russell. Shit. So I went to the office and I heard, get at me, dog. And what you think about it? And it was, to me, so special because Def Jam was built and based on loud, aggressive, abrasive music. And vocals to match. That's what we were loud, we were alternative. Uh And that was the Uh most alternative record I had heard in our office for a long time. Uh It epitomized what we thought Def Jam was supposed to be. Mm. Other records were out. They were more polished. Mm -hmm. They were more R&B. And we kind of rebelled from the beginning. We... (laughs) Alexa said it's wrong to talk to old people. It's all right, story time. Because the world was changing and we were falling behind because there was lots of melody in music. Hip hop was melodic. Yeah. But nothing like Get At Me Dog. Okay. And Get At Me Dog was going against the grain and reminded me of what we loved at Def Jam. So okay. I was so excited. I remember going to the tunnel when he first performed it and watching him perform it like, wow, Def Jam is back. Sure enough, he saved Def Jam. Uh-huh. And it was a moment for us, and lots of other things happened around that time, and Def Jam exploded. But he pulled us out of the mud and brought us back to life. He also made it exciting for me. And Earl Simmons uh, was a hero, a personal hero of mine, and a music hero for me. His music and what he and Rough Riders created was so special, and what Irv Gotti helped him create, helped to bring us, was so special. So Irv was the A&R director who oversaw that project. Irv gave you $20 anyway, to set it. I feel like he saved us, but we didn't save him. Oh, wow. Of course, people say, oh, save yourself, but no. We should have given him more love. Who? And we have to be responsible. Who? To the next DMX. This has to be a teachable moment. There were so many teachable moments you know what? about drugs and artists, like Kurt Cobain's of the world, and you know, and of course DMX. And there's many different um, people have many different theories. Okay, yeah, I got a theory for your ass because I'm over this bullshit. How many times have you been aware of an artist at Def Jam being on drugs, and how many times did you not intervene or try to assist in that that issue? Cause what you mean we y'all do y'all do this shit every day. 
fuck out my face with this bullshit. They, they just need to stop. I'm not going to sit up here and say, okay, well, you're not affected and you don't care. He could feel how he feels. That's fine. So I don't have nothing to say about that. But when it comes to being responsible or feeling guilty, da 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 when you start feeling guilty? Because how long has this gone on? And he's not sitting from my point of view. So that's somebody more in the know, more aware of certain things, more behind the scenes. And so, I mean, what, what the fuck you talking about? Nah, keep that. You can keep that. Now, let's get into this right quick. Because this young man said a mouthful. Th this is a mess. So his name is Hassan Campbell. Shout out to uh, Strictly Babsby. Or who? Yeah, Babsy. They posted this. I'm not going to play all of it. You'll get the gist of it after a little moment. So get into this shit. Alright. Here's what we not going to do. Huh? We not going to discredit the social media outlets. Matter of fact, I don't even care about everybody else. Me. Oh. Vessel. Oh. Y'all not going to ruin my reputation to save DMX's reputation. That's not going to happen. Wow. Now let's drop the facts. First and foremost, I know people from DMX camp that I've personally spoke to on the phone, right? That's number one. Two, huh? all of the information that came out an hour after DMX went in the hospital, it was said from DMX camp that he OD'd. People that I've spoken to on the phone, quite a few. Say his person, toilet running. Quite a few people that run with DMX. Turn that damn water off. That DMX OD'd. He was still getting high. Right? What? Let's just keep it all the way funky. Right? What? So when us social media outlets went from the big sources and said, hey, DMX is on life support. Right? This is the first lie. The first cover up. Two or three hours later after we put our videos out. No, it's a lie. DMX is not on life support. DMX is, is, is breathing on his own. Not only did y'all come out and say he was breathing on his own, but then y'all turned around and put this photo of him in a hospital, alert, looking, throwing up the sign, like, like letting everybody know that he good when he wasn't. That was a lie. Y'all been lying from the beginning, covering up the fact that he OD'd. So now y'all wait six, seven days later to try to blame his oh him old oh, his his heart attack. You tried to blame his heart attack on him getting a shot. Really? That's low and it's dirty. That's low and it's dirty. Because what you're doing is deflecting. And I guess if, if, if I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I really, really yeah. feel like Charleston White done put so much disrespect on DMX's name. That y'all y'all pretty much feel like y'all want now y'all want to cover it up because he's 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 going in which he shouldn't be. Okay, let's stop. Like I said, I'm not gonna play all of that. Why is a media takeout post being taken that fucking seriously? Why? That story has not taken flight because it's not credible. This whole, has it been floating around that a, a quote unquote family member said that he got a vaccination shot? That's what triggered heart. Yeah, yeah. Then they picked up no goddamn uh, wings and took off no goddamn where? What this got to do with anything? And I ain't heard the family say a damn thing. And that's the problem. It's everybody else running their damn mouth. 
So I just don't understand what all the anger is. You know what I'm saying? As it pertains to, um, you know, what all is going on. Once again, do I think that they need to go find out who gave DMX the drugs that ultimately, you know, led to him having a heart attack and being on life support? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that every time Dick and Harry need to be online pointing the finger and doing this and doing that, the man is not even buried yet. Do y'all understand? I mean, damn. Uh, ain't no rest for the weary. Ooh. How many minutes? Ooh, 28 minutes. More money, more money, more money. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something in my cash up on my PayPal because this is an independent operation. This channel is funded by the people for the people. So you gonna invest in a nigga or what? All right, you guys, send me my motherfucking money. Now, let's go ahead and get into this right here. Um... I want to say this. I didn't even put this on the list, but this reminded me of it. Are y'all aware of what the fuck Tokyo Tony went online and said? And I'm going to bring up Tokyo Tony again because Angela Stanton. Do I have that? Angela Stanton uh, went online. She had reposted something from Tokyo Tony. That's what I was going to pull up. But um, Tokyo Tony's ass went online and posted a picture, reposted a picture of baby Aris. So Tian Tiny's daughter with Zanique. So Tian Tiny's oldest daughter. A picture of her baby with Aris. That were embraced, you know, or Aris was embracing the baby, you know, holding her and stuff like that, showing affection. Tokyo Tony said, I'll look at her with her sister. Bitch, somebody said, that's not her sister, that's her niece. Okay. Bitch, Tokyo Tony said, no. Just like when uh, T.I. went in the room, in Deja room at 5 o'clock in the morning. She is sitting up here repeating over and over and over again. This is not the first time she didn't said it, but she actually put this on her motherfucking page. She's sitting up here saying that Zonique was fucking T.I. and that's his damn baby. She needs to stop. Tokyo Tony needs to stop. Now, that's just sick. That's just sick. And it don't make no motherfucking sense. Y'all know what I'm telling you. Y'all saw it because y'all kept sending it to me. I was like, Tokyo Tony needs to quit. You know, that that's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. So, first of all, I think that that's dirty. That's low down, da 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 As it pertains to the tweet that Deja put out, it was questionable in itself. And Deja said that. Didn't nobody have to put no words in Deja's mouth. Deja said it was weird. Deja said she did not know why her father had come into her room at 5 o'clock in the morning offering her some juice. So we, over at my radio, we had a discussion about that. The discussion was, that's unsettling. She's a girl of a, a young lady, rather, of a particular age. Why is he in her room at a particular hour with a cup of juice? And she said it was weird. So that was out of the ordinary. So it was a little off-putting. But nothing to run with, just something to make note of. And then the allegations came out against T.I. And Deja went back and deleted that tweet. The first day that all this shit happened, went back and deleted it. And made it look even more suspicious. Because if it ain't bullshit, don't make it look like bullshit. 
So if it ain't nothing to it, then then why you feel like you needed to delete it? And then Deja recently came out. Somebody said, why you ain't been online recently? Oh, I didn't think y'all would miss me. Something to that effect. I just come out here to do promo and then check in with y'all. Yeah, okay. Okay. So in that regard, you had that instance that made people raise an eyebrow. That does not mean that you get the opportunity or that you should feel like you got the opportunity to throw all kind of allegations around. You know, and say certain things. And certain things are, okay, that the child that his, that his daughter had could be his. That's just absolutely fucking ridiculous and too far. Okay? She ain't said no damn allegedly. She all on Instagram posting this shit. Now, that, that's, that's trash. And then re put it under the picture of the damn babies. Now, you got to have some more goddamn class than that. Come on now. But anyway, this is what Angela Stanton posted online. So this is what Tokyo Tony said. And Angela Stanton said, um, and all this time, I thought Tokyo Tony was a damn fool. But then I Googled it. So let's press play and then we'll go take a look. They need a certain age child. Google it. Anybody, Google it. It's called the Satanic Ritual Calendar. Ritual Calendar. Just type it in. It's going to give you the days, what they need, how old, the girls, the guys, sex, orgies. It is a calendar. See, Tiny, Tiny, if you listen, and I know you are a whole because I'm going to burn your mother page up and anybody that's a fan of mine with me put me right fast with me because this is the same thing that walks around preaching to people oh don't do this y'all need to do always got this and that's what oh! people say they need okay and so this video was supposed to be about Tokyo Tony exposing T.I. and uh, Tiny and Black China and the elite, okay? And so Angela Stanton went online and she actually Googled it. And so if you take a look on your screen, you'll see different dates. So you see January 7th is the first date. The last date on this page is April 30th. So if we go across, uh, January 7th says St. Wineball Day. And then it says blood, human sacrifice, and dismemberment. And then it says male if human. Uh, January 17th it says satanic rebels it says sexual oral anal or vaginal 7 to 17 year old female and then it goes on and on and on and on uh, I've never seen it before I don't know the origins of it I would have to do research so I cannot give you an opinion on it it's just what was posted okay and then I would uh, hope that you would go research it as well if that's something that you felt like you wanted to do you know without just running off with it you know what I'm saying go and look into it uh, and then it goes on and on all the way down to December 24th okay and so I mean just disgusting look at December 24th Christmas Eve it says blood received body parts as Christmas gifts and then it says an infant male. Okay? So, this shit is just fucking sick. Sick, 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 sick. And do I believe the sick things are going on in this world and there are people who could quite possibly uh, partake in shit like that? Absolutely. These people are delusional. Angela Stanton posted that on her page. But all she did was go to Google and type in uh, that, that calendar. All right, you guys. Let's go ahead and get into, because actually I wasn't even going to talk about that. But, um... Uh, Azalea Banks, she reminded me of it because she came out, and I'm going to play this video in a second, and she's accused Travis Scott of being on drugs in such a way that she feels like he needs help. Bitch, I don't know why I'd be confusing Travis Scott and Travis Porter. Maybe because I'm from Texas. But I had literally said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
And we talking about Travis Scott or Travis Port. I said, we talking about Kylie Baby Daddy from Missouri City. So, bitch, I have to go and Google it. Yes, Travis Scott. Travis Scott, him. Azalea Banks say he on hardcore dope, basically. And he needs some motherfucking help. And in terms of everything going on with DMX in the wake of his past, and she feels like, okay, well, y'all gonna help him? So let's take a listen to what she had to say. So I want to start this video by sending my most sincere condolences to DMX's family, DMX's fan base. Rest in peace, DMX. You inspired a lot of fucking artists. Anyone who knows or has been following my musical journey knows that Keith Flint from Prodigy and DMX are two of my biggest fucking inspirations, especially when it comes to the Young Rapunzel projects and just my overall stage presence. Um, Woodstock 99 DMX, the way he's rocking that whole fucking set, just him in red overalls with a microphone is what is it's been one of the most iconic things I've ever seen in my life and I watch it all the time. Okay, hold on. Hold so on. I want next I really want to open this discussion about the music industry and its artists. Now the way shit is set up now, you'll have a record label, you know, say it's Columbia or whatever, and there's fucking like Jennifer Smith some white bitch that works in marketing, right? And she got a husband and she got kids. And all of her whole entire family is on her job's health insurance plan, you know? But then you might have an artist like DMX who's clearly suffering with issues and there's no care to even help this person, you know? Um, then then you, you, you have this network of people that kind of just work together to basically sabotage the artist and like get what get every little piece that you can out of the artist. Then, so when you are an artist, because I truly believe that artists make art to redeem themselves, when you're an artist and you're on the road and you're just you, you know, you got this these fan this these fans and you your your biggest concern is them, really. Your connection with them, how your music translates to them. But behind the scenes, you got this fucking vanguard of people like business managers, lawyers, fucking managers, labels who truly don't give a fuck about you. You know, sometimes they even they they're even like setting you up, kind of like waiting to cash in on your death. You know. So, and when you have somebody like DMX, who for so long was crying out for help, you know, crying out for fucking help, letting people know that he needed help, legitimate help, not just fucking state, state welfare help, like walk into the fucking welfare drug center because all you fucking, like the welfare drug rehabilitation center because his business manager and his lawyer and his fucking manager and his label have all fucked him out of his money. You know, he can't pay taxes, he's in debt. So then he feels like he has to keep performing for these people. That's really how fucking evil this shit is. And when you have, you know, there's been a lot of times in my career where I've had fans like, Azealia, go get help, go get help. Go to the therapist, you know? But guess what? I couldn't afford to go to the fucking therapist, okay? 
because I had business managers, lawyers, managers, record labels, everybody stealing my fucking money, weaving this fucking web that's like impossible to fucking penetrate. Luckily, luckily, I'm, I'm finally starting to see some traction. I'm finally starting to see a little bit of the money. You Who know, are we talking about? Open my debut fucking album. But you? there were a lot of fucking years that I really seriously could not afford to go to fucking therapy. What about DMX? You know, there's been a lot of... And all I'm saying is that this shit has to fucking change. Okay. You look at these rap niggas right now, like, look at fucking Travis Scott, okay? Who? Nobody's stepping in to fucking oh. intervene with Travis Scott. What happened you to Travis? Got, you got enablers. You probably got a fucking tour manager going to get the fucking lean and go get the fucking Percocet. Lean so the Sit in the fucking studio and make more money for y'all crackers. He a oh, he, he a junkie, you said? Oh, let me call calling him. They know he a crackhead. Do, do, do everybody know he a crackhead or just you? Y'all don't care what happens to him. Nobody's suggesting like, oh, maybe, you know, hmm, maybe mm. maybe we should have like mm. an in-house therapist. Maybe we should have like in-house drug rehabilitation yeah, programs. Yeah, yeah. No, they're going to push you to the fucking edge and push you to the fucking limit. So you keep creating for these motherfuckers. And then when you die of drug overdose, then they want to come and cash in on it. This shit has to motherfucking stop. Yes, ma'am. And, and I'm saying this to artists, you know, artists that are already signed to labels, artists that are like aspiring to be a part of the music industry or a part of the world. I'm saying this to record labels. If you guys are gonna sign people mm. into these like lifelong contracts where they're offering up their fucking intellectual property, Health insurance and the top health insurance has to be a no motherfucking brainer, okay? And the health insurance coverage needs to last for the artist's entire fucking lifetime. I don't care if it's a one-hit fucking wonder. You're going to be making a lot of money off of that one fucking hit. The least y'all motherfuckers could do is get, get these artists some fucking doctors. Get the okay, and so we talked about this yesterday. And this is where uh, you have to understand where you live and understand that people are going to try to cut corners. They don't, they don't give a damn. These corporations don't give a fuck about you. So this is why we have to be educated as well and uh, make sure that we're asking for certain things. Okay, I'm not signing this unless da-da-da-da-da. You don't want to give me that? Okay, I'm not signing here. Remember we brought up Roxanne, Roxanne? So, you know, just in going down that, that line of thinking, you have to make it a priority as well. Because thinking that these people out the kindness of their heart going to sit up and hand this shit to you and say, oh, do you want health care? Oh, you want this, da 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 You know, hell no. They ain't finna do that shit. So we gotta be realistic about it, too. In a perfect world, they would. You know what I'm saying? But this is not a perfect world, by far. Let me check my damn money. Because I'm feeling like a lot of people need to get cussed the fuck out. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. <laughs> Uh, the Black Lives Matter, that whole hashtag, the the company, the whatever the hell it is, how do y'all feel about Black Lives Matter at this point while I tell you how I feel? Oh, damn. I ain't even been checking the hashtag. Go ahead and hashtag, hashtag my radio. 
we ain't even got to the message shit yet. That's why. But uh, go ahead and hashtag my radio, and I'll go through and check it, okay? So that uh, for the people who have something to say, but they may not want to get on the phone line or they're not in a position and we just want to go through a couple of different comments, I can read that. We still will be taking calls and everything, okay? But let me tell you how I feel about Black Lives Matter. I'm not into following a goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd rather be a part of something I could really be connected to or create it myself versus latching on to these big entities um, that have no, no face, no name. That have 101 contact points, you know, where it's so impersonal. It, for me, it's like um, when I was into church and shit like that, I never liked the mega church. I always liked the feel of the type of church I went to as a little girl that was in my neighborhood where you actually could talk to the pastor. You knew who was in the church. Like, you knew the people in the choir. So, like, y'all were a community. The people at church were the people in your damn neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So I like, you know, um, being aware of, of who these people are and what ideas they have and how they really lead their lives. Not what they tell me, but by what I see. And we're a stronger community and we could really help each other if we're coming from the same spot. So I think it's essential for people from certain areas to come together and stand for something. And so when Black Lives Matter came about, you know what I'm saying? What we're going through is bigger than Black Lives Matter. So it's cute, but I'm not into the little trendy gimmicky shit any fucking way. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? But it, it takes more than that. And then who's behind this? Then it was about asking for money. And then it was, we're going to do this. And Black Lives Matter said this and da-da-da-da. And everybody want to hashtag it. You know, I ain't never had nothing to do with the shit. And I'm glad. I would rather come to Mob Radio, ask y'all uh, what the hell y'all need, and send y'all $20. Okay? I ain't got time for that bullshit. So, the reason why I brought this up is because, shout out to Say Cheese TV, Black Lives Matter co-founder, she buys a home for $1.4 million in mostly white LA neighborhood. And you know people have something to say about that. So check out um, Molly, okay, Miss Hemingway. She said, Twitter censors the criticism of Black Lives Matter founder buying her $1.4 million home in the predominantly white neighborhood, okay? And so that came from Jonathan Turley. We talked about this this weekend because a lot of us, you know, um, we're just being affected by Instagram. Instagram's acting like a bitch. You can't hardly say nothing. They were sending strikes out left and fucking right. And we all were agitated with them. Then you go over to Twitter and they censoring the criticism. They're not allowing people to say how they truly feel. But see, this is supposed to be social media. Baby, we are living in the novel titled 1984. Ain't no motherfucking freedom of speech. So, somebody said, why did the founder of Black Lives Matter just buy a $1.5 million compound in Topanga Canyon, one of the whitest neighborhoods in L.A.? They said the news of the Black Lives Matter founder buying a $1.4 million house in a white neighborhood tells you all you need to know about activism and the obsession of SJWs on racism. So um, the only thing keeping racism alive is their obsession of it. It's a racket. It's a hustle. It's about money. Let me tell you something. I do not wholeheartedly agree with what he said. He said the only thing keeping racism alive is their obsession of it. Racism exists. So don't drink the Kool-Aid. But is there a lot of propaganda? And have they taken, you know, people's trauma and turned it into dollar bills? Now that I do agree with. Now that, we can drop a bomb all right there. Yes. Yes. But I don't, I, don't think that, uh, I don't think that racism is a figment of anyone's imagination. Okay? Now let's go ahead and get into this. 
head of the New York City's Black Lives Matter chapter, calls for an investigation of the organization's co-founder after she spent $3 million on four different homes. Now, I would like to ask y'all a question. I'm black, right? When I look at this, the nigga part of me, I mean, I'm talking about the nigga sitting outside chilling and shit, it's like, damn, why y'all fucking up her little hustle or whatever? And then the part of me that got my motherfucking sense says, you know, it wasn't people on Twitter or Instagram, the head of the New York City's Black Lives Matter chapter. So obviously something raised a red flag to her and she does have to do her job. We have to get out of the idea that if somebody in our community holds someone accountable and says, hey, let's look into this or ask a question, that they're crabs in a barrel. We got to get out of the idea, you know what I'm saying, that, oh, somebody wants the worst for you because they want to get an understanding of something. That's something that I feel like um, is a struggle over here at Mob Radio with me. I feel like me challenging things and saying things and being firm in it, like, okay, well, no, this is how I feel and what do you have to say to that? It's like, oh, well, you must hate this person and you want to tear them down and you want to do this and that. It don't have to be about that, but how can we grow if we're not talking about this shit? And you want me to act like I don't see it? So, you know, that lady got every right to do her job and say, you know, obviously they, they all don't have the fucking means to do what it is she doing. So how is it if we're all aware of how this shit working, you know about multiple homes, you spending that type of cash. So she trying to see what's up and she doing it the right way. What would have been wrong is if she would have tried to blackmail that woman. It would have been wrong if she would have started skimming money off the top. You know what I'm saying? That would have been something different, but she did the shit how she was supposed to do it. And we don't have to like it, but it is what it is. And if the lady handled her business like she was supposed to, then everything ought to be in order, right? Now, I'm going to just tell you like this. If, if it was somebody else that wasn't in that position, I would say you're doing too much and you're going out your way. When I saw the story about the woman getting the house, I was like, yeah, look, look crazy to me. But I would never have called and said, ooh, investigate her. I would never send in an email. Like, I wouldn't do that shit. So when it's people that, you know, aren't directly affected, that go out their way to do shit like that, I look at that like, okay, what's your motive? Because you got people on social media trying to get people fired from their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Calling up there, coming up there, like just doing all kind of hateful things. So I just feel like everybody got to play their role. And so I think that woman played her role. But I, I wouldn't have done that, you know, and I hope nobody else set up when they saw that news that she had bought that house and felt like they wanted to, you know, figure out a way to make sure that she lost it. You know what I'm saying? So it is fucked up. And if she did something she wasn't supposed to do, it'll come to the light. God see fit. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and get into Eva Marcel. Now let's talk about the real fraud going on in this country. These goddamn schmedium teeth that these dentists is putting in these hoes' mouths. This is the real fraud in America, people. This is right here. Now, Eva the Diva has been fine. Gonna always be fine. She is a beautiful woman with a fucked up ass attitude. She be getting on my goddamn nerves a lot of times. But, you know, she, she's a beautiful woman. That's undeniable. Um, she done went and let them people put these big ass teeth in her motherfucking... Look, look at her. Y'all need to Stop. It wasn't nothing even wrong with your damn teeth. The Miles, she needs to quit. Let me, try, let me get this off my motherfucking screen. This bitch has startled me. So, 
Y'all, what size do the teeth come in? Because I be seeing some teeth that be looking real good. And then I be seeing some that be looking real bad. But they say chicklets. Baby, they said Nene Large. <laughs> oh. Oh. See, this this is why y'all get on my motherfucking nerves. Okay. Now I'm I'm unaware. But I heard that there are some horrible effects for people getting these damn veneers so young. Is that true? I haven't looked into it because I don't give a fuck. And I have my teeth. What are the long-term effects of these people shaving their teeth down and then having them put these motherfucking teeth in their mouth? And getting dentures at a young age. Okay, I'm unaware of it, but that's something maybe we should look into. But anyway, um, your teeth aren't supposed to be ice white. That's unrealistic. You're going If you're eating and living and existing... You know what I'm saying? Even your natural, your healthy teeth, bitch, they look regular. They say eggshell. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're fucking regular. So y'all sitting up bleaching the fuck out of y'all teeth and going and getting these white ass, super duper white ass teeth. Like y'all look fucking crazy to me. Y'all look crazy. Y'all don't look real. Y'all don't look regular. Like y'all be doing too much. And then everybody want to have just these super straight fucking teeth. There don't be nothing wrong with y'all teeth. Like the beauty is in the uniqueness. So if you have issues, you know what I'm saying, where you got teeth stacked on top of each other and you can't, you know, floss properly or your wisdom teeth might come down or they have come down and shifted your teeth or whatever the fuck. You got extra teeth. I need to put them out overbites and shit like that. That's something different. You know, you do handle those types of things like that. I even had braces growing up. But when you have perfectly healthy teeth and you're going and getting something like this and getting a mouthful of these fucking veneers, I mean, really, really, I think that... um. It's unnecessary. I don't think that there was anything wrong with Eva. And I really wish y'all would stop. I really wish y'all would stop. They said they out here looking like ventriloquist dolls. Ooh. FEMA funeral funding. Let's go ahead and check it out and take down the number if you need it. If someone has passed away and you have had to bury them, you know, during the COVID pandemic as a result of COVID and da da da. The toll-free hotline number is 844-684-6333. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, okay? If y'all want to go ahead and get into that, I'm going to tell you one more time that the phone number is 844-684-6333, okay? Um, I think I heard that they were maybe giving away $9,000. I, I believe that's what I heard. I could be wrong. But um, always fact check and call in and see what they say. I'm going to go check the mob radio hashtag and see if y'all have said anything. And if you have, then we'll go ahead and pull up some of those comments. And I'm going to go to latest. <laughs> Queen F Baby said, morning workout. She is listening to Tory Lanez and Milagro Grounds at the same damn time. Girl, who did you tag? Who you said, girl? Get it, girl. <laughs> okay, Queen Bria, baby, said, My radio, a lot of people deserve to be fired. Unfortunately, the internet works well and not so well, and they pick and choose. But at the end of the day, no one is safe. Everyone can be questioned and prosecuted. I agree with that. I agree with that. Trisha Berry said that activism, hey, Trisha, activism is not like it used to be. Instead of helping our black communities, they just help themselves. In my opinion, our community has yet 
uh, I mean, has let, I'm sorry, is that you two people? I don't know. YT people do exactly what they were trying to do, and that's mess up our communities and turn us against each other. I don't think they mean you two, but let me know. Oh, they said white? What is it? Oh, that's so you don't get flagged or something? Is that a Twitter thing? Bitch, you know I'm slow. They said YT equals white. Oh, <laughs> bitch, you know I'm talking about YouTube, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, Bria, she said, it's not okay to spend donation money on homes in LA instead of building a black safe space or rebuilding projects. I'm tired of this shit. All right. So Von Shalant said, nah, I can't get behind any hustle that is detrimental or taking advantage of our people. She said, this situation is a little discouraging because I want our people to really come together and prosper. However, it's a few who are using the guise of unity for their own personal gain that has no progression for us overall. I agree with that. Trisha said that Black Lives Matter are scammers, but three or four of the original ones were murdered. I think that artists should start using their own lawyers and stop using the music company lawyers. Okay. Whew. Okay. So, we're going to look at some more comments a little bit later. Make sure you hashtag my radio, okay? Let's say, bro, that nigga up. <laughs> All right, you guys. I'm finna hit this money cow, and then we're gonna get into this confession. The confession was that Justin Timberlake set up the wardrobe malfunction to one-up Britney, and that came from the stylist, bitch. Now I know you fucking lying. More money, more money, more money. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something in my cash up on my PayPal because this is an independent operation. This channel is funded by the people, for the people. So you gonna invest in a nigga or what? People, people. It's a setup, a setup. Todd did it, people. It was Todd. A scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. You understand? It's always taught. Shout out to T-Serve Code. So, Page Six reported that Justin Timberlake set up the wardrobe malfunction to one-up Britney. And that came from the stylist. So, the stylist who prepped Janet Jackson's look for her infamous 24, or 2004 I'm sorry, Super Bowl appearance with Justin Timberlake tells Page Six that Timberlake pushed for the wardrobe malfunction in an attempt to outdo Britney Spears, Madonna, and Christina Aguilera, who had wowed the world months earlier by scandalously kissing at the MTV Video Music Awards. Y'all remember that? I remember that. It was literally the talk of the fucking town. So, super stylist Wayne Scott Lucas told us, you see how they put their name in there? Wayne Scott Lucas, that's what I'm talking about. I'm willing to listen to your story. You got to name. Let's report, people. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck a source. Who told you what? Bills? Yeah. Wayne Scott Lucas told us that Timberlake insisted on doing something bigger than their performance. He wanted a reveal. Scott Lucas told us that the original concept was for Jackson to be in a pearl G-string inspired by the one that Kim Cattrall or Cattrall had one in the episode of Sex in the City. They said Janet was going to be in a in a Rocha dress, a Roca. Al Roca was going to be there. And Justin was going to step on her on the back of her dress to reveal her butt and this pearl G-string. But the outfit was changed a couple days before. And you saw the magic. So, of course, in the end, Timberlake tore off part of her, uh, part of her top. And at the end of the performance, briefly revealing Jackson's titty. Timberlake famously labeled the incident a wardrobe malfunction. 
She said, I wouldn't call it a wardrobe malfunction in a million years. It was the most functioning wardrobe in history. As a stylist, it did what it was intended to do. Ooh. Timberlake's recent apology to Jackson and his manager Johnny Wright's subsequent uh, insistence that Jackson forgives him is what sparked Lucas to open up about the incident after 17 years. Janet has already forgiven Justin in private. They made their peace a long time ago. Now, Scott Lucas tells us that he's working on a tell-all book in which he'll tell that story in full for the first time and reveal other dark secrets from the world of fashion and show business. Ooh, be on the lookout, people. So they set Janet Jackson up. Now, get this, though. Janet Jackson didn't say that she mended fences with Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake people said that. Janet Jackson did come out and address her supporters. Thank you so much and da 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 da, da. And I, I feel like, yeah, the supporters. Janet Jackson, to me, paid Justin Timberlake ass dust. I never saw Janet Jackson say, I appreciate Justin and we've moved forward and all that kind of shit. That, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So if she did, then okay. But I didn't see that. When it comes down to something like this, I feel like that is so fucked up. After the way he did Britney, that was one thing. And then you gonna sit up here and ruin her motherfucking reputation and do some dog ass shit. Janet Jackson had to bear the brunt of that whole thing. It was the black woman's fault. They was trying to get all type of fines, you know, to her ass, all kind of shit. They were trying to make her pay all kind of money. This was the Super Bowl. Do you know how many fucking Americans are watching the Super Bowl? So could you imagine how they amped that shit up? Oh, it was a nipple. Her, her breast was out on national television. Da, 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 da. Like, bitch, they did the fool. And the whole time, he done set her up and pulled that shit off. Because once again, he was trying to be spiteful to Britney Spears. Let me go ahead and update this in my radio hashtag so I can see what a couple of y'all had to say about it real quick. Ooh. My radio, they teeth gonna be like this forever. Y'all know that we were sitting up having a conversation about them veneers. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare, okay? Mm 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 mm. So I'ma check in. If I don't see nothing, bitch, I'ma go. That's the nipple gate. All right, you guys. This is something that deserves all of the attention in the world. I really do hate to see it. Shout out to T-Serve Code again. Kristen Ayana. She went on Twitter and she said, My content and this interview with Megan Good was stolen. I'm sorry, I had to burp because of that Sprite. Excuse me. So she went on Twitter and made a thread about it. She said, In February, I spoke with Megan Good during a virtual press conference. Not only did Alexis Renee Starr steal my original content, she edited me out, removed my audio, and is acting like she, in fact, spoke with Miss Good. Check this out. Health is a real thing. So what do you do personally for yourself to keep your mental health in check? Um, I, I kind of have a bit of a regimen, and I don't... I'm pretty much stick to it, but sometimes I'll go off uh, a little bit just to make sure that I'm not just making it a regimen, but it's like something that I'm, I'm conscious in and thinking about and feeling. But, you know, I wake up in the morning, I never grab my phone. The first thing I do is I sit up, I pray, um, I say affirmations over myself, which is... Thank, thank you, Meg. Now, let's go into the original audio. I 
Thank you all for being here. It's much appreciated. The film is super duper dope. So my question is for Megan. Um, we mentioned a lot about mental health. So one of my questions for you is, what are some things that you do to keep your mental health, you know, good and stable? Because I know there's like many ways that people are learning to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of have a bit of a regimen, and I don't. I'm okay. pretty much stick to it, but sometimes I'll go off a, a little bit. So obviously, you know, that's her interview. She said, as a journalist, this is truly disheartening due to so much of my time and dedication being put into everything I do. In addition, this is something Alexis has been doing to multiple other journalists. Don't ever say multiple other again. This is fraud and stealing, and I will not be silenced. So, hold on. I would uh I would like to know first first of all this is dead ass wrong that's one and that's not up for debate. How is she getting this content? Do y'all work under the same umbrella, or is she literally going and taking people's interviews and dubbing herself over it? I would like to be made aware of how you know this has come to be, because everything has been kept intact except for you know that little fucking uh the part where you know she was supposed to be. This is absolutely horrible. Do I think that this should make you lose faith in your own community in another black woman? No. Because this happens to humans all the time. So don't let, you know, situations like this make you feel like you can't move forward with your own. But we have to do better. Now let's have a conversation amongst ourselves while understanding that this happens everywhere. We have got to do better. You should have wanted her to succeed. Let me tell you what I think happened. If they do work under the same umbrella or they work closely enough for her to have access to that file. When I look at it, if you compare the young lady that actually did the interview to the interview that got put out, you immediately see, you know, a difference in the quality and the presentation and everything like that. I don't know if it was the case that, you know, they felt like it would be a better look. If this other young lady filled in, da-da-da-da. But see, what we have to do is be up front. You know, we would like you to look a certain way. We would like this back. Set that up for her. If y'all felt like the shit wasn't up to par, then y'all should have made sure that y'all ironed that shit out. Talent should not be overlooked and pushed aside, you know what I'm saying, and go uncredited because y'all don't want to invest and y'all don't want to work with people. So that's some trash-ass shit. Period. They said, so who's the swiper? They said, go to Alexis Page. And what's her full name? Tell me her Instagram name right quick. And when I say quick, I mean like real quick. Alexis Renee. Is it an underscore? This her big ass right here? This is not her. What? What the? Yeah, instead of him, put this lady all up here like this. All right, this is the young lady in question, Alexis Renee Starr. So, um, did she address the situation? Y'all talk about go to her page. And so you see she all over everywhere. Doing interviews left and motherfucking me right. 
So what what does she have to say for herself? That's the damn question. Because it don't seem like she didn't say a goddamn thing. Okay, Alexis. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't look like she give a damn about what she stole. She, she look like she'll steal again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to know something? I have heard horrible things about Usher Raymond. I have heard that he is an asshole. All that shit. I've heard that he is just not personable and all, all kind of shit like that. Okay? And um, I like when I hear, you know, about people being kind and people having good experiences with people that they, you know, like and whose music and art that they respect. And so I hate hearing that somebody felt mistreated when they got done. Okay? They said the day Millie meets Usher, I'm hopping my ass on station here quick. <laughs> That's a, he be acting up. So let me tell you what happened. Shout out to It's On Site. A dancer has blasted Usher for throwing fake money that has zero trade-in value. She said, my girlfriend posted this. I've never seen this level of fuckery. This is exactly why we stay away from celebrities most of the time. They, uh, she said they suck. Cheap as fuck. So disrespectful. This is only working... She said, this is foul. I'm sorry. It's fucking dark going up against that background. She said, working so hard to get nothing in return. This is a joke. Their job is to entertain. Take your cheap ass back home. So was Usher watching Mob Radio when he decided to put his own face on one $20 and $100 bills? Let's take a look at the moment. More money, more money, more money. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something. So y'all already know that we've been on the 20. Y'all, we been doing that shit. So Usher didn't set up here and put his goddamn face and shit on the money and actually threw it out. She said, and the money does not have a trade-in value whatsoever. Don't y'all think he should be blasting on social media for this shit? I mean, actually, is this a crime? Is Usher right out here buying solace from the gas station with this money? You cannot do that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You have to be real particular about the way that you create when it's, when it's looking like, feeling like, sounding like money. You can't just be sitting up here printing out shit that look like money and be throwing it around. You, you can't be doing that. There are some programs, you can create some designs and the system won't even allow you to print the shit out if they feel like it's too close to an actual bill. So he's literally, obviously, you know, having this shit printed out and he's at an establishment passing it out. Usher has his fucking face on a $1 bill, a $20 bill, and a $100 bill. It says Usher. What else does it say? And take a look at it. Otherwise, it resembles money. You would obviously know that it's not. But, you, nah, baby, you cannot do that. I think that that's a crime. I don't know. I'll look into it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Give me one second. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. You guys do not forget. Shout out to T-Serve Code. They just posted this update. We are doing a money drop for anybody affected by the volcano that erupted. Okay. All you need to do is email me. All of the information is in this or on the screen and in the description box below. The link to everything is in my uh, bio on Instagram. Okay. 
So AJ Plus said that Barbados is covered in ash after a volcano erupted over 100 miles away on St. Vincent. Over 100 miles away. So imagine St. Vincent in those areas. The volcano is causing power cuts on St. Vincent and it's displaced about 20,000 people, possibly for months. They said most of the crops on the island will be lost. So there are people who, once again, I cannot stress enough um, the long-term effects that that catastrophic natural disaster will have on those people. And that is exactly why we want to try to be as helpful as we can in assisting, you know what I'm saying, our people that do live in the Caribbean, okay? So make sure that you keep it on your mind. On the 15th, that's when we'll be doing the money drop. So if you would like to add to the pot, don't send me anything until we come on my radio and say, okay, it's open, let's do it. And then please send an email with your cash app name or however you sent it. This is my name. This is how much I sent. Y'all know we call our names and we tally up the amounts, okay? If you know somebody or you are a person who's been affected, then just email me. You can start doing that now because I would love to already have those people chosen. And if ultimately, you know what I'm saying, obviously, like we just saw, the power is cut and they're going through a lot right now, they may not be able to reach out. So um, maybe we'll have to find an organization or something like that if, if we don't, you know, get a lot of feedback from people who may have been affected because I know so many people have been affected, okay? So I'll keep it on your mind and you keep it on yours, please. And if you want to give at that time, then that's what we'll do. All right, y'all, let's get into Jonathan. Now, this is where it gets messy, and I want y'all to definitely hashtag Mob Radio so that you can tell me how you feel about this shit. Do y'all remember when we did the breakdown? Okay, so Jonathan, the hairstylist from Dallas, he ends up in jail. Shade room. Jonathan Wright is in jail. So now everybody want to know why. A young man comes out. And he made it seem like Jonathan was in jail behind a ring light that Jonathan had stole from his ass. Okay. So, he's sitting his ass up here. They was going back and forth, back and forth. Now, we read all of the messages when the shit happened. I will say it again. Jonathan was dead ass wrong. I had to laugh. When I say Jonathan was so disrespectful that even if you wasn't a fighter, you just need to go out there and just get your ass whooped in because you need to lie that Jonathan was handling that nigga. It was, it was just like, damn, damn. Jonathan got the, Jonathan asked to borrow the nigga ring light or the nigga offered it. However it happened, Jonathan ended up with the boy ring light. But he was supposed to give it back by a certain time because the guy had to go and do a shoot himself. By the time the man was like, where my stuff at, man? I got to go, I got to go. John, boy, fuck you. Stop hitting up my goddamn phone. I'm on set, bitch. You know what? Fuck your ring light. I'll whoop your ass, ho. Like, it was just crazy. It, baby, Jonathan didn't give a damn. Jonathan didn't even give a fuck that he had the boy ring light. Jonathan told that boy, you know how these shoots go. Fuck you. Like, no remorse that he did not return it when he was supposed to. So, the other guy, I can't say he blew it up because I can't tell nobody how mad to get. But for me, listen, the show must go on. If I feel like I got something to handle with you, then cool. But, baby, I would have just had to buy me a new ring light. And I would have had to keep it pushing. And can't nobody else borrow the ring light. And you got to charge it to the game. That don't mean you got to shut the fuck up. You still could have been texting Jonathan. But your ass could have been on Amazon Prime getting you another motherfucking ring light too. Because you got shit to do. You, That man set up for hours. 
I don't have time for that. And I, I ain't set up and got something that I can't go get again. Because it ain't never that damn deep. So, I mean, listen. Don't don't loan something you need right back. That's money. That's anything. If it was that serious, you should have never allowed Jonathan to take it. That does not make his response right. And he should have kept his word. But at the end of the day, you you gotta you gotta, you know, you gotta move better, nigga. You gotta understand how this shit go. You got you gotta you gotta make sure that you understand. So I do think that Jonathan was in the wrong in that regard. But that other guy was wrong for pumping up the internet, trying to make it seem like, oh, yeah, Jonathan, yeah, yeah, he didn't finally got dealt with for stealing my ring. Like, so when Jonathan caught wind of what was going on, and when he caught wind of that guy saying those things on social media and doing videos and shit, Jonathan told him, When I catch you, I'ma beat your ass. Now, Jonathan He's what the honkies back in the day would call a, a fine nigga there. That, that's who he is. We talking about big country cornbread fed. You know what I'm saying? Um, just stocky, strong nigga. Strong, pretty black too. Okay? Jonathan is just, you know what I'm saying? He's a handsome young man and just big and solid and shit like that. So Jonathan throws bows, okay? Jonathan throws bows. Woo! Jonathan was at the club. And he saw that nigga that told everybody that he stole his ring light. And Jonathan whooped his ass. Now, let's get into the footage. JT the model, or is it Jay? Jay the model, my bad. Bitch, I'm slow. Jay the model, he uh, caught the footage, okay? I think he was at the club. And uh, let's go ahead and get the get into the piece that he caught, okay? Uh, let me refresh the audio. Okay, and so you can hear Jonathan saying, I, you know, I'm the last motherfucker you thought you see. I'm the last motherfucker you thought you would see. And so obviously, Jay DeMilo didn't catch all of it. When it comes in, you can see that it looked like Jonathan and just tackled, tossed the motherfucker and was trying to get to him. It wasn't really, you know what I'm saying, too much by the time we saw it. Yeah, it came on like King Kong versus Godzilla. Let's go ahead and take a roar. Roar. Okay. This is what's going on here. And so, look at, look at, look at, look like a Brahma bull. Okay. So, it, it just is what it is. It is what it is. So, that's what happened, child. So, let's get into the aftermath. Because Jonathan did him a little interview with Jay the model. Oh, did he, bitch? Let me go to his page. <laughs> Posted the wrong link. Let's check it out.
You trying to get him on the left? That bitch is crazy. When she happened to lock on here and try to cuss me the fuck out, I'm sure. Only because my phone died on this one. Hey, Monastars, bitch. Oof. You beat up, girl. Y'all bitch not about to get here and, and chew me the fuck over. I say what I say. And I stand on it. Bitch, come on. I'm gonna come see you, Otis. So he's showing his little footage again. Now, Jonathan was on here for a brief little second, huh? What I did. Huh? You know what you did, Craig. <laughs> huh? I'm crying. You was on some G shit, like. That was some shit awesome. <laughs> that's, that's what I stand by the right way. You definitely do. You should. Jonathan did it, though. Like, on oh God, I was literally in, like, the section on some shit. What the freak? Did he now you bitches know I'm not even playing, like. Bitch, did Jonathan say that in dip? Baby. Jonathan came on there and said that in left. <laughs> oh shit bitch Jonathan is so slow what bitch he don't be giving a fuck oh that was the interview love he said Jonathan speaks briefly oh that's that's an understatement Jay I love you I love you too I care and he don't play and that's the thing not everybody gonna like you though but my whole thing is like not everybody gonna like you, but you can't please everybody either. And my whole What an interview at? Oh, I blinked. My fault. What's good? Friend, why you like why you do that? What I do? What I did. <laughs> you know what you did, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. You was on some G shit. Like that was some shit. Awesome. That's that's what I stand by the right way. You definitely do. You should. Jonathan did it though. Like on God, I was literally oh. in like. Oh, click. <laughs> oh, thought you had a friend. Damn. Damn. He just hung up quick. All right, well, 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 people, how do you feel about it? Let me tell you how I feel about it. I understand Jonathan feeling like I said that's what I'm going to do. He made me feel a particular type of way. And so that's how he decided, you know, to respond. I still don't think that it was appropriate. You know, y'all are arguing about a goddamn ring light. Jonathan, per what we saw and the tone of it, I did not see him disrespecting you in a way that warranted you seeing him out in public and just, you know, doing what the fuck you did. I feel like certain things are just uncalled for. If somebody's threatening your personal space and you feel like you got to take it though, then okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in the name of maybe protecting other people and shit like that, okay. But seeing somebody out and feeling like, oh, yeah, I said I was going to do this, I'm saying, let me do it. And it'd it be about that dumbass shit. I don't even feel like that shit should have been said in the first place. I don't feel like it should have ever been. When I see you, I'm going to do this and that. Because it wasn't that deep. And I feel like Jonathan was the one in the wrong. And the other guy always said that he wasn't even no fighter. So that really make that shit extra lame. Because, it, it, listen, you can call yourself getting mad all you want to. But putting your hands on people ain't the right answer for everything. 
It's really not. And then you got to think about it um, from another business standpoint. I see your comment, baby. I was getting that next. Jonathan is supposed to be a businessman. So you are out in public, you know, doing this shit like that. What if somebody want to retaliate against you out and about? You know, what if people feel like you're too much of a liability? Now, what, you, what if he sues him? Hell yeah, they, yeah, he going to sue him. He was trying to get on him behind the damn ring light. He caught the police about the damn ring light. So you know he finna take this to the moon. You know what I'm saying? So the man never wanted to fight. Jonathan was the one that was on that type of time. That man was never trying to fight. That man was pleading with him. Can you please just give me back my ring light? And he continued to talk to him a particular type of way. You know what I'm saying? And mistreat him. That's exactly how I see it. And I do like Jonathan, but I ain't gonna lie about how I feel about it. And I feel like Jonathan needs to get a hold of his emotions. And he needs to get a hold of that. That's not okay. What happened, Mike? Mike said he was, though, Millie. Let me get Mike on the line right quick. Is Mike the birthday boy today? I think he is. Let's get Mike on this phone line. You know, Mike had to gather Shekinah ass uh, yesterday. Shit. Hello? Oh, we can't hear you that good. It y'all can hear on station head. Yeah, go, Twitch can't hear you that good, but station head can. Do your thing. Blessings. Oh. The one with the ring light? The one with the ring Yeah. 
Mike, I'm about to hang up on you, bitch. Man. Thank you. I love you back, baby. Baby, thank y'all for hearing my little story time. And I'm going to let my love, my whole effort show that y'all have a blessing. Don't keep my cake down in this kitchen. If y'all want to fuck with me, fuck with my TikTok and send me some. I love y'all. Okay. Bye, Mike. Bye, baby. All right. I saw y'all saying y'all could not hear Mike. So what happened? Mike said, I know that nigga. The nigga that ain't even going by his real name. I know that nigga. He said I met that nigga face. He think he could beat up the world. So wait a minute. When the young man with the ring light came online, he tried to play like, oh, he showed us messages. Why are you doing this, Jonathan? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Mike is saying, no, 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 no. Don't be fooled by that shit. Fuck them text messages that he probably knew he was going to expose anyway. He said that nigga always somewhere trying to fight some damn body. He, Mike say this nigga been sitting up here. He was antagonizing Jonathan. That he was telling Jonathan he wanted to fight him. Okay. He said that the man over there doing porn now. He said that he had got beat up. He got jumped and then faked his death. And he had he was skimming uh making fake Super Bowl tickets. Okay. So this is serious business, people. So that was an exclusive interview. An exclusive interview from Jonathan. He didn't have much to say. I'm hearing he's on road right now. Okay? So we shall see. We shall see. Now, what is going on here? Let me go ahead and get into, baby. Ha! The shit don't stop, do it. Shout out to the Jasmine brand. <sighs> they said Tory Lanez has been accused of lying about his identity to avoid getting served in Love and Hip Hop Miami Star Princess Assault lawsuit. As previously reported, Prince born Christopher Hardy of VH1's Love and Hip Hop Miami accused Tory Lanez and his entourage of physically assaulting him in a nightclub. Prince told the Jasmine brand in an exclusive interview that the sad rapper apologized to him. But now, Tory Lanez boy Daystar Peterson is being accused of lying about his identity to steer clear of getting served in Prince's lawsuit against him. 
The processed server went to Tory Lane's home on March 15th, according to court documents. The server wrote in the declaration provided to the court that Daystar Shemuel Peterson answered the door. I asked if he was Daystar Shemuel Peterson. He asked who I was. I identified myself and informed him of the court documents I had for him. She said that he said, that ain't me. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. Daystar Shemuel Peterson did exactly what Daystar Shemuel Peterson was supposed to do. Papa ain't raised no fool. Don't come up to my motherfucking house asking, is this Malau Grow Eat, bitch? Who? No, hell no. Bitch, that caught me. Nino, what the fuck you want? You better get the fuck from around my house, bitch. Bitch, I get some dogs back here. Them hoes is not trained. Now, you, you might want to leave. You might want to dip, ho. So now, he's supposed to answer the door and just get served? If you didn't know who the fuck he was, you sound like you need a new job, ma'am. Ma'am. And Prince, you just want a payday, bitch. That's all you want. Nobody cares about the fuck you talking about. I stopped giving a fuck. Really, I stopped giving a fuck before I started. That's one, because I ain't never gave a damn. But when Prince said, I, all of this shit could go away if we could do a celebrity boxing match. All this nigga want is attention. Like, go to hell. This nigga corny than a bitch. So, I, hell no. I don't take none of this seriously. Uh, how's it gonna be a celebrity fighting match with one celebrity? I mean, what what's the point? They already beat you up at the club. Ain't that why you mad now? So what what you wanna go toe to toe for? Like it don't it don't even make no sense. Which for your big lank ass to be up in no damn ring with that boy? You you need to stop. You really need to stop. They said Bobby beat his ass. Bobby who? Bobby Lights? Man, please stop. Let me see what these comments say on Twitter. Hashtag Mob Radio. They said this don't even sound believable. How can you identify a celebrity? Uh, how you can't identify a celebrity, hoe? They said, bitch, take me out the oven because I'm done. They said, so boom. They said, not the Super Bowl tickets and the fake death. They said, we got an exclusive over here on Mob Radio. JW, I definitely recognize your name. Hey, when you at the gym dying from the workout, Millie and the mob and about to be late for work listening to Mob Radio. Get them steps in. <laughs> Uh, all right, Toria Vick, she said, all that fighting is given high school behavior. You can't fight bullets. Eventually, people will figure out that Jonathan can fight and meet him with a 22. Oh, all right. Ooh, Steve O said, that young man didn't stand a chance against Jonathan. Jonathan built like he spent summer break pushing carts at the Piggly Wiggly. Him strong. I'm talking about that's a fine nigga there. <laughs> Let's go ahead. I'm going over here. That's, yeah, that's fine nigga there. Vibe radio exclusive footage after the ring light fight. Oh, is this boot boots? Boots? My grandmama gave me that ring light. Whoa. My radio. Jonathan needs to sit in prison for a minute. You can't go around keeping people's property and then put your hands on them. He was completely out of line. They said, I know Jonathan swung first, but I hope that he enticed that boy to swing him or to swing first because he definitely seems like the type to press charges. They said, I hope Jonathan don't run into Tay. They said, so these hoes out here being Debo and just taking content? Oh, that's in reference to um that other post where that girl stole that shit. Mm-mm-mm. Let's get into this Justin Timberlake. Hey, Evelyn. So um, she said, Justin Timberlake has always been dipping his toe in and out of the black culture. Oh, and let's not forget that Timberland let him get on the track and diss Prince. Y'all should send him back to the woods where he can cheat on his wife in private. Mm-mm. Let's check this out. 
I think that we shouldn't be so quick to judge that lady about being uh, being able to afford those homes. She could have earned her money legitimately. My issue is where she decided to live. But then again, how many millionaires outside of Atlanta live in black neighborhoods? They said justice for uh, Janet Jackson. How do y'all feel about that comment? Okay. They said, Mob Radio, when are we pulling up on the white boy Justin Timberlake? Okay. Somebody sent me a little kiss. I am going to reject that. Uh, I don't like that. Thank you. Hi. Hi. I'm going to give you a hug. Hi. Oh, no. No kiss. No kiss. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you guys. <laughs> oh, hello. 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 Let's more money. More money. More money. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something in my cash up on my PayPal because this is an independent operation. This channel is funded by the people for the people. So you going to invest in a nigga? All right. Shout out to Asad. So let's go ahead and get into Nick Cannon. And when I say get in, bitch, like we do his music. We going to get out real quick. So shout out to the Jasmine brand. Um, Nick Cannon expecting twins with Abbey De La Rosa. He'll be a father of six at that point. This is something that came after this. So, first of all, shout out to uh, the other ex-girlfriends. They made the announcement and people were tagging them. And they came out and they said, look, I'm happy for Nick. They don't have nothing to do with me. And I hope that they have a, a happy life together. Okay? Um, Nick Cannon, he be at the baby showers. Uh, he be at the birthday parties and shit like that. I don't know what type of... I think he came out and said that he would like to have multiple women and shit like that. I don't think that he has what people would consider a conventional, you know, love, uh, love life. Uh, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't care. Here goes my thing. The conversation that arose after the fact was people saying, why is someone like a Nick Cannon praised or celebrated, but people talk down on other men in the industry who have multiple children by multiple women? And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell people who ask that question about figures like Erica Badu and, you know, uh, Instagram models, for example, who may have more than one baby dad or whatever. It's the way that people carry themselves. And that doesn't make it right. But the way that people carry themselves, um, the the way the the type of aura that they give, that it doesn't have to mean that they are really like that. But the impression that you're left with, Nick Cannon doesn't give you the impression that he's not going to be present. Nick Cannon is not out here ripping and running all up and down the street, getting into arguments and shit like that, putting his freedom on the line. You know, he's not doing all that dumb shit. So you have somebody who is established. We do know that. Um, so we know that he has the finances and then we're not hearing about these women, um, you know, being mistreated. And furthermore, regardless of what we had heard about it, these aren't public relationships. So when you have the different, you know, girlfriends and baby mamas running the social media, oh, he hit me. Oh, he did this. Oh, let me release these text messages. Oh, let me do this. Oh, let me do this. Let me do that. You know what I'm saying? That leaves a, a particular type of taste in people's mouth about that situation. So he's handled his relationships, um, and his children and everything with a certain level of maturity. He hasn't given you the idea that he does not respect the situation. So I feel like people don't feel the need to disrespect it. You follow suit. That's how I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they're accepting. So when I look at somebody like Erica Badu, who does have multiple children by, you know, multiple men, that's a fact. I ain't throwing no shade. You know, I love Erica Badu. Um, it's how she carries herself. You are not going to tell me who I am. She's such a fucking lady. You know what I'm saying? She do what she want to do. You know what I'm saying? But she demands that you treat her and respect her. You know what I'm saying? A certain way. There are other women who don't demand that. 
And so they get a certain type of feedback. Nothing less, nothing more. I, I don't think that um, Nick Cannon is any better than anybody or any other man with our different kids. My hope is that people take care of their children. Now, how about that? They going to sit up and make these babies and shit like that, then take care of them. And it takes more than money to do that. So just try to become the best version of yourself that you can be so that you can be present for your children. So, I mean, it just is what it is. So whatever the fuck Nick Cannon, if Nick Cannon want to have 50 motherfucking kids, Nick Cannon can take care of his children. So, I mean, Phoenix said, can we talk about the timing, though? Go ahead and hashtag mom radio and um, let me see what you're talking about, baby. Let me see if y'all done set up here and gave some feedback on it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Y'all up here laughing. Somebody give me a hug. Okay. What? What the fuck do King Nutty be talking about? King Nutty, I don't really know what the hell you be talking about. Nick Cannon does um does get all backlash, just not much. And I agree that due to Nick's demeanor, he gets a pass, kinda. How do y'all feel? How do y'all feel? How do y'all feel? That's it. People are fucking weird. I don't know what fake account that is. That's not mine. If you see a page on Instagram that ain't got shit to do with me, because you know it's not my radio, I would love if you would report it. I do not have a YouTube page called Milagro Grams. There should not be a YouTube page up that's called Milagro Grams. And YouTube need they ass whoop because they allow these stupid ass bitches to sit up here and keep that shit up. And so it shouldn't be no other mob radio page and for damn sure should not be no Milagro Grams page. That shit need to be deleted fucking yesterday. We've been reporting that page for over a year. Over a year. Jess said on Twitter, she said Nick Cannon uh, also is a polygamist. Okay. And so if you have people that don't have an issue with their lifestyle and that's what they want to do, then that's their business. Uh, they really do. Now let's go ahead and get into something that's had everybody buzzing. Kid Cudi in the dress on SNL. Let me tell you how I feel about Kid Cudi. And I definitely want y'all to give me some feedback on this topic. Kid Cudi is so handsome. And uh, when it comes to ad-libs, he is like in my top three. Okay? I love his ad-libs. I, I just really, really like Kid Cudi. I would never want any artist to be, you know, strung out on drugs or nothing like that. But I do feel like he's better on dope. Uh, I think that Chance the Rapper better on dope. It's just, your mind is just different. You're in a different space and you just create different things. Um, with that being said, I feel like he is so much better. You know, he's healthy. He looks healthy. And so I'm happy for him. When I've listened to some shit lately, you know what I'm saying, from him, bitch, I have not enjoyed it. But I still am a fan of Kid Cudi. Period. And I love Kid Cudi. Um, and so when he popped up in the dress on SNL, I thought maybe it was old, but then I was looking at him like, nah, this, this look fresh. I was like, did he just recently do this shit? Yes, he did. So let's check it out. Shout out to the shade room. So Kid Cudi speaks about the dress that he wore on the recent episode of SNL. He says that it was to show love to the late Kurt Cobain. So are y'all aware of Kurt Cobain? So he said, Virgil designed the dress for me. I told him that I wanted to show love to Kurt with a floral print sundress, and this man made a masterpiece. Thank you. You're a fucking genius. Love you, man. We did it. He said, I'm doing a collection with Off-White, and the dress will be included. Okay? And so um, this is a picture of him in that dress. And then one second. 
And actually, I want to pull up a picture so you can see that there was an outfit change. He also had on um, another look that was paying homage to him. So let me type in Kid Cudi on SNL. And then y'all can see that other outfit perfect. So he also wore that. So it was that look on the left that was uh, infamous. And then the look on the right as well. Let me tell you what I had to get out of. I had to get out of um, particular mindsets and certain, you know, constructs because I came up Christian Baptist and there are certain things that just, no, that's not okay. And you're going to go to hell if that's what you do. And that, that. And so for 17 years of my life growing up, that is what the fuck I was told. Anybody that grew up, and I'm not talking about you went to church every Easter and that was it. Anybody that grew up in a home where, you know, the Bible was at the forefront of your lifestyle and, you know, that was referenced heavily. There are certain things that are just, no, 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 no. Or you're going to hell, you know? So uh, I have felt ways in the past. I've had to break out of feeling like um, I had a right to constrict people and to not allow people to exist. And what I mean by that is I definitely recognize that there are certain agendas out there. And I definitely do think that there are times when people do things to try to push a certain idea. But I had to also understand that that's not every occasion. And I can't place that on every single person. And while I may not want my significant other to be in a dress, that does not mean that when Kid Cudi got up here in the dress, that it was to further anything. He is an artist. He is an artist. And is it possible that that's how he wanted to pay homage? That is possible. He didn't make it up. The nigga was, you know, in the dress. That's what he decided that he wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? How can I tell him how to express himself in that way, even if I don't like it. And I can have my own feelings about it, but how can I sit up and say, oh, they put this black man up in a dress because this is what they wanted to project us and da 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 when I do respect Kid Cudi's craft. So if I do truly feel like I'm a fan of his work and I feel like he is a true artist, then how could I sit up and say that I feel like somebody had him do this and that? Because then how authentic do I feel like his work really is then? So that's why for me, in this situation, they said, this is SNL. That's what they do. They say, girl, stop it. They said, there's a whole agenda, Millie. It's not as black and white. But here goes my whole thing. That's my point exactly. Every single person that does have some type of platform that may do something that you feel like may go along with it, that does not mean that they're a part of it. So that doesn't take away from the fact that it does exist. That does not mean that this is what this case was. That doesn't mean that every time you see something, that that is directly tied to that general idea. And that's how I feel. So if you do feel a different way about it, that's fine. But I'm telling you my opinion. And everybody's open to feel how they want to feel about it. Let's talk about this, for example. And this is why you can't just run with society. Who wore high heels first? Men or women? Pause and then answer the question. Men did. But if a man were to wear high heels today, what would y'all say? It's an agenda. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, if we go back to the origins of it, the color blue and pink. What color, what gender was blue for? And what gender was pink for? Pink was actually for men in some places, whereas blue was for women. Men in particular types of clothing that they wore because per their anatomy, it was better for you know, shit to flow, shit to be open, 
and shit like that. So once again, we've grown in society and we, you know, said at different stages, this is not okay. And this is for women, this is for men, da, 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 da. Now a man is called gay or questionable if he has on a crop top. I see that comment. When in the 90s, men would wear biker shorts with the crop top and they didn't think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? So once again, I definitely think that um, there are agendas out there that do exist. Kid Cudi said that he was paying homage and that's why he wore the dress and that's why he did what he did. Um, listen, let me go see if y'all done wrote on the hashtag. Let, let's do that. Let's do that. Sophia said, I don't believe him. <laughs> let's go to Twitter and see how y'all feel. Because y'all in the comments saying, it's an agenda. It's an agenda. It's an agenda. So let's see. Let's see. And y'all got to be quick. Let's say admitting and step to the bad side, y'all. Oh, they going to say I'm Illuminati? <laughs> Trisha Berry said, I think we need to stop judging black men that like to express themselves. That's why so many download gay black men now. Because everyone in the black community is so quick to judge. I feel like let everyone live. All right, Reese. He said, my only critique is to find a more flatter piece of fabric, regardless of what type of fabric it is. The dress gave me very much Molly the maid. Let the man live and support him without adding your own personal malice on him. <laughs> okay. So um, here goes the original photo of Kurt Cobain. So you can see that they did a different cut, obviously. But Kurt Cobain, he did have on a dress. Let me refresh it. Hold on. And I do think that the dress is very unflattering. Give me one second. When Young Thug did it, he stated that it makes him feel like royalty or a prince. How do y'all feel about um, Young Thug? A lot of people had an issue and had a lot to say. I remember when Young Thug popped up on the album cover with the, uh, and it looked like a couture gown. But see, I think Young Thug like dick, me personally. I don't know that to be a fact. But I definitely feel like he's bisexual. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, what is this here? Mob Radio. Okay, we'll actually dedicate some time to this and talk about it, okay? But I do see it, I do see it, and we'll have to add it to the lineup. Baby girl Shamar said, keep on preaching because these people need to hear you. Open their eyes. The one said that masculinity is so fragile that a man in a dress is automatically threatening. The problem is how we define things. If all your masculinity has to offer is pants, you need expansion. Are pants what makes you a man? <sighs> Marie said... I wish people were as vocal about other agendas as they are about the gay agenda. Okay. They said, okay, but the dress doesn't look flattering on him, agenda or not. Okay, so we're going to have to open up the phone lines and let y'all talk about it and let y'all actually voice, you know, y'all opinions. Let me read a couple of more comments. Black people will be more successful with strong family units. What the fuck does that mean? There are a lot of successful and strong black family units. Could Kid Cudi not have a productive family unit because he had a dress on on SNL? Would that make him less of a father? Does that mean that his father or his mother failed? Like, come on. Write me back. Let me see. <laughs> I think there's an agenda, hey, Afisha, to feminize men, especially black men. That's just my take. 
See, I don't disagree with that. But Afisha, do you think that Kid Cudi was playing into that? Because see, me having my opinions on it does not mean that I'm I'm negating the fact that it exists in the world. But how do you feel, Afisha? You feel like he was playing into that? Bad guy said Kid Cudi could have at least put on a shawl. Ooh. <laughs> Dage said women couldn't wear pants for a long time. But my thing is, who is he paying homage to? Okay, that Kirk Cobain girl. King Nutty said movies with Millie Sunday night. We not watching a motherfucking thing after that strike that I got for uh the Grammys. So what you will be watching is this, the Gay Wives of Houston. That's what your ass will be watching. And two TV originals, nigga. Ghetto shit. But everything we watch is straight to DVD. UPN 20 style, bitch. Uh, WB 39. So don't come over here talking about no movie. If it's current, don't even think about it. We probably can't even watch I Got the Hookup. You understand? So now, nah, don't come over here with all that riffraff. Okay? I ain't got no time for that. Asian said King Vaughn was in her spirit last night. Oh, Lord. Let me see what she said. Nah, baby. She didn't channel him again. She said, this shit crazy. I don't even try to do the shit he did when I get turned. I just do whatever I feel. I just go with the flow. But every time I go out before a show, I ask him to please be with me. And after every show, y'all make these um collage. Come on now. Collages of us doing the same thing. I know that they say one day I move on to be with somebody else. But you're going to be right there. I know it. Okay? And so, Asian said, listen, I'm not doing this stuff on purpose. Vaughn is in me. His, it's his spirit. Please. I just want shit like that to stay in the group chat. How about that? How about that? But it is what it is. What is going on with this? Hey, T-Serve Code. Shout out to the Daily Mail. Apple moves production of its new Will Smith slavery movie, Emancipation Out of Georgia, in protest over new voting laws. There was a conversation about Jamie Foxx. Look at ASAP Rocky looking ashy and Rihanna is. The Met Gala will take place, okay, in September 2021 and May 2022. Are y'all excited? We already saw that. And then we'll talk about some more stuff later. Shout out to Alexis over there. All right, you guys. So they were talking about Jamie Foxx and Will Smith. Who has more range? In in what regard? In what regard? What do y'all think about that? Real quick. I'm not even finna like get into it. If we're talking musically, Jamie Foxx hands down. Uh, and if we're talking acting wise, I still think that Jamie Foxx takes the cake. Jamie Foxx takes the cake easily. Jamie Foxx. Will Smith is an action actor. Is he versatile and can he do drama? Can he do comedy? Yes. Yes. But Jamie Foxx is, is a threat everywhere you spin it. Everywhere you spin it. So overall, I would give that to a Jamie Foxx. That doesn't take away from the greatness of Will Smith. Will Smith is amazing. He is awesome. You know, but he definitely uh, has been typecast. And he could, I mean, I don't think he has an issue with it. I thought the damn money he'd have made. So um, that's just that. You know, they're, they're just different types of actors. And so Jamie Foxx, to me, is just way more versatile. Way more versatile. But they're both great. Now let's go ahead and get into this. Because I don't know what the fuck Offset talking about. So Offset said, shout out to the shade room. Thank the Migos. We changed the game. Here go T.I. talking about 100. Look, look at these people. Look at Tank talking about True. So, who is this? Soraya talking about Yup. 
Baby, nope. What? Where's Soldier Columbus? This this cannot go on. Bitch, <laughs> who said that? Who said that? I'm 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 confused as to what the hell you're talking about. You making noise and being able to, you know, to do shows and stuff like that. They have been impactful. There are people who love the Migos. You know, per their demographic and stuff like that. I've, I've seen the footage. I damn sure went there. <laughs> of um, the concerts and stuff like that. It, it, so it's like, yeah, white people like them. So it's not like they don't make no money. They don't be making no noise. But in the hip-hop community, y'all are not them niggas, baby. Y'all are not them niggas. <laughs> you know that. Migos, what have they done that's been so impactful that I feel like they changed the game? Not a motherfucking thing. Y'all have been in the industry... And when we go back and talk about things and we talk about groups and hip-hop groups, you'll be brought up, and that's cool. But I really think that you're putting 20 on 10. And I don't know why in the fuck y'all would even pump their head up. They changed it to what? Baby beefing with a nigga who wrote for him. I always thought that was cute. Who? Offset was writing for Lil Baby? Bitch, let me tell you something. I think that Takeoff is the most talented. Offset has the most charisma, in my opinion. In my opinion, if I had to pick a member of the group that I like the best, I would pick Offset. I like when he do his little dances and he lets himself be. He seemed like a cool guy, cool enough. You know what I'm saying? And his raps be straight for what it is. Quavo, I. I have grown to dislike him. He just done shit that I don't like. There are people who feel like he's the Beyonce of the group. And I, I could agree with that. Just in terms of how they push him. He the one that be in the middle. He the one that he be having his hands in a lot of different things. He's really commercial. But he a bitch ass nigga to me. So once again, I'm not going to sit up here and say that they haven't done anything. But change the game in what fucking way? Y'all please hashtag Mob Radio. How did Migos change the game? Cause bitch, <laughs> color me confused. Cause I'm I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding what's going on with Station Head today. Where's everybody at? Did y'all get y'all notifications? They said it wasn't working. Hmm. And once again, nine o'clock. Every day at 9 o'clock, you guys. Every weekday. All right, you guys. They say Twitch ain't working. Oh, baby, Twitch is working, love. So, I don't feel like they're trying to emasculate the black male. There's no one way to be a black male. And that's my disconnect with my black community. More than half of you would rather have a son or hand your son a gun than to see him with a guy. Then say that you want what's best for him. How do y'all feel about that? That's, that's a really good perspective. They said Migos changed it into a joke. A bunch of jumbled up words. No stage presence. Ooh. Cause that's the question that I'm asking. King Nutty, you just must not want to be featured at all. You must want me to meet you. Mob Radio, ooh, we can call it popcorn with Millie or corns with Millie. Are you gonna actually hashtag and say something worth the damn as it pertains to the topic at hand? What in the hell are you talking about? That goddamn movie night I told you I wasn't going to do? Like, what is you doing? What is you really doing? 
man let's go ahead and check this out shamar said i guess you can say that they brought attention to group artists i'm really stretching <laughs> 